Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Better Rivals podcast. This is episode 22. We are getting into June. It is June the 6th. Uh, I know I sound much more excited than I should be because I'm a Leafs fan, but you know what? You know what? I got nothing. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, this is the first uh, first episode since the Habs eliminated the Leafs in Game 7. Fantastic performance from the Habs. Honestly, like the last three games of that series were just the best hockey we've played all year. It was phenomenal. I can't argue. And you know what? The Leafs blew up and the Leafs choked. It's that simple. We know it. We know it. We can't. We're not kidding ourselves here. The Leafs choked. The Leafs That's choked. That's what happened. And, but before, before we get into your postmortem uh, report of the Leafs, uh, I do want to shout out a couple Habs who had fucking phenomenal series. So first of all, Carey Price. Yeah. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He was the best player in that series. He was unbelievable. And he became the first uh, player with a $10 million AAV or higher co- contract to win a playoff round in NHL history. That's impressive. Not that impressive because those contracts only started getting given, like, gotten given out a couple years ago. Still. So he's the first. Well, yeah, and you know it, it's not. But one if of you the, adjust, if you adjust salary for era, then he's yes, and that yeah. But this, this we're not doing that. We're talking straight up. Um, yes, very Kotkaniemi, the Finnish Thanos. I don't know what this kid's uh, issues are in the regular season, but if he played like the way he's been playing over an 82 game season, like he'd be one of the best young players in the league, like comfortably. I don't know what it is about the playoffs, but he fucking cranks it up another three or four levels, and he's just phenomenal. Uh, and then the other one, Philip Deneau. Quiet series, but he kept Austin Matthews to one goal, three assists in seven games, kept him about 50% in the face-off circle. I just... He didn't have a great regular season, but uh, he's had a phenomenal postseason so far. He did his job, man. He did exactly. And you know what? That's not going to, that's not going to show up on the score sheet. No, but like he uh, did his job. I don't know if you heard uh, Gallagher's comments after game seven, but he said, he's like, you know, like the guy in the room with the biggest smile on his face is filled in O because he's had the fucking series of his life. And he, he really did. Yeah. And you know, casuals wouldn't even understand that. No. And uh, so I know going into the season, he had uh, rejected, I think it was a five by five offer from the Habs basically saying that he he wanted more money because he thought that he was worth more, had a really, really poor regular season, like just not up to hit the standards that he's set in the last few years. And a lot of have standards like, ah, he fucked it. You know, he's either going to leave or he's going to have to take a significant pay cut from what the Habs originally offered him. But if he keeps these playoff performances up, he might play his way back into having some leverage in those negotiations. Little bit. Yeah. And... You know, if shift it back to the Leafs here because yep. I really gotta, I really gotta come up with something here. Um, can I, can I just ask, Dave? Yeah. What went wrong? What went wrong? What went wrong? <laughs> the scoring dried up. The scoring dried up. That's that's what went wrong. Uh, Mitch Marner and I, I said it on this podcast a hundred times. Mitch Marner was going to get shut down. I knew that. Yep. Prior to the series happening, I knew Mitch Marner was going to sh- get shut down. I could not have predicted Austin Matthews getting shut down. 
that I did not see coming. I will be 100% honest. And then, you know, and I, Gatano, I am not being that Leafs fan right now who is blaming the loss on John Tavares getting hurt. But then your secondary scoring uh, yeah. makes a hit, man. And when yeah. the fucking primary scoring isn't working, you need secondary scoring. And that secondary scoring took a hit. And all it was was William Nylander. That was the secondary scoring. If Jason Spezza scores a goal, that's great. Like, But we're not expecting that from him. He's almost that, 40 that's fucking years old. Scoring. That's tertiary scoring. That's not... Exactly. Like, secondary scoring... And that's how it's going to be. That Like, that's going to be an issue, right? Because of how front-loaded our, our, our salary is, right? So yeah, if, I, if, I if, if you take... Because you got to think about it, right? You're you're taking almost thirty-five million dollars, like was non-existent, non-existent. Matthews, one goal, three assists, and all almost all of those points were in that that one game that we we won. The one game they showed up, like I think honestly, game two, game two, yeah. Which I think we won four, five, one, something like that. Something like that. Anyway, that's where he got those points. And other than that, man. 11.5 didn't show up. 11 was went out in game one with a very horrific, unfortunate injury, yeah. which and obviously was nobody's fault. You, 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 you can't um, blame, like, you can't expect that to happen. So you can't blame, you know, John Tavares being down for like, you can't. No, and I'm not blaming the loss on that because there's no, still no way we should have lost that series with John Tavares being up. Yeah. Especially up 3-1. That's embarrassing, man. Like, I understand that. Like, I, I totally understand that. But what I'm saying is Austin Matthews, Phil, Philip Deneau, like you said, all credit to Philip Deneau, shut him down. There's $11 million out of your cap, gone. Mitch Marner, I said at the beginning of the series, shut right down. Non-existent. There's another 10.893 out of your cap, non-existent. John Tavares, your captain, your second line center, the leader of your secondary scoring. Down, done. All that's left is William Nylander. That's uh, it. Uh, he had a phenomenal series. Oh my he, god. He he was the one leaf, and I've said it before on this podcast, where you're watching things happen, and he's just at the middle of everything. Yeah, and like, he was I don't understand. Like they they had to find a way to get him more ice time. They did near the end, but dude, he, he was the best offensive weapon we had. He was the guy that near the end of those games in the last couple minutes, I was sitting there going, fuck, don't get let the puck get, get to Nylander. Matthews has been quiet. Let him that fuck. That should be the- Austin Matthews, and that's my point. Once yeah. that dries up, there's nothing else. And look at the teams that are making runs right now. Look at the Colorados. Look at the Vegas. They may not have that front-loaded power, but all four lines can score and, like, are a threat. And you know what? Like, even looking at the Habs so far in this series with Winnipeg, all four lines are scoring. And even going well, back to those... But, like, you, you admit, though, like, those bottom two lines score. Like, that's tertiary scoring, right? Like, n- not for the Canadians, I don't think. Because the Canadians don't have that one fucking powerhouse top-line unit. No, you have <laughs> Carey Price. And yeah. that, yeah. he's doing his job. Like, that's the, that's the biggest difference in the series. Your $10 million guy did his job. One of ours didn't have a chance to do his job, and two of them just didn't. Yeah, no, 100%. But yeah, so for the Habs, I like it's all secondary scoring, you know what I mean? Like yeah. like the the load there is, is no like, primary goals like Toffoli. Yeah. Toffoli and uh, Toffoli. Yeah. But he, but even then like Toffoli plays on like the the second line in quotations, right? So it's it's not we don't sit there and go fuck if Toffoli doesn't score we're fucked. If Toffoli doesn't well, score Well, you're a hell of a lot more balanced. Yeah. That's for yeah. 
that's what, and so that's why when you know when guys like Eric Stahl and Corey Perry are putting a puck in the net, it's not. <clears throat> I don't see this tertiary scoring. I like to me that's just that's just the balance of how our team scores. If if Tatar and O'Gallier doesn't score, then I expect you know Toffoli, Anderson, Suzuki to score. If they don't score, then I don't question that you know Kotkaniemi, Lekkinen, and Byron can score. Right? You it's, can't lie. That wasn't like you can't lie. That was not the situation three weeks ago. No, three weeks. Three but, weeks ago, you guys were like trying to figure out anything to score a goal. Yeah, and I so I I'm not gonna sit here and claim to know what the fuck happened between three weeks and now, and like what magically clicked in everyone's heads. I don't know. I could not fucking hazard a guess as to what maybe someone said in the room, what they did in practice. I don't know. All I know is that whatever the fuck happened, it's working. I do have this to say, and it's it's a connection to your point right there. Yeah. Is that you have no idea what changed over the past three weeks, right? Fucking couldn't tell you. I, I mean, like, there's, like, a couple, like, small things, but nothing that should have made that big of a difference. Then let me ask you this. Who did a better job going into the playoffs, Kyle Dubas or Mark Bergevin? I still... Oh, wait, from, from what point? The end of the season. So, I don't know, I guess, um, like, what do you mean? Because let me put it to you this way. I think it's only fair to judge the GM on everything that happens up until the end of the season. Anything that happens after that, that's on the fucking team. 100%, 100%. Yeah. And I do not, because three weeks ago, going into the playoffs, every Leafs fan had all the confidence in the world, including yeah. myself. Yeah. I'll admit it. So, I do not want to hear any Kyle Dubas slander. Is my point right here. Because three weeks ago, going into the playoffs, we were praising him for building the right team. This might be the team. We all said it. Yeah. Every Leafs fan. And you're fucking lying if you're saying you did you didn't say that. Alright? So if you're gonna if if you're gonna be that person and now you're gonna go and rip on Kyle Dubas, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I, I don't think I think well, I mean, I don't think well, the GM just in general for any team. Uh, you, they go, don't get zero blame. They, they're not entirely blameless. There is parts of blame that have to go around. He does deserve a, you know, a little bit. It is the team that he built. I understand but, yeah. that, but the team that but, he built just failed. Like, well, that's what I mean. like you can't, you, you can't fucking roast the GM when your fucking 41 goal scorer gets four points, all of them in one game, over seven games. I think he had one in another game, but yeah. Okay, well, yeah, but like you know he what I mean. He was held pointless in like five games. Yeah. Like you, 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 like what? What is what is Kyle Dubas supposed to do there? Exactly, man. Like he <laughs> like, built the team that should have been like, and that's uh, like I'm saying. Three weeks ago, when we were saying this is the best team that we've ever seen in in, in blue and white, other than the Tampa Bay fucking Lightning. Yeah. That's what we were thinking. So you can't go back on that now. He had nothing to do with what's happened in the past three weeks. That's my point. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That's 100%. on the players. That's on the coaches and the players. 100%. Um, so a point that I have seen on uh, Leafs Twitter, and I was wondering your take on it. Did he build the right team, though? Or did his acquisitions at the deadline not um, or kind of alter the identity of your team? Well, let me put it to you this way. Watching Taylor Hall right now, I feel like an idiot given a first for Nick Foligno. Yeah. Like, I feel like an asshole. I feel like a dummy. That we did that. Like, I really do. 
Well, I mean, Taylor Hall is having an exceptional playoff. Like, That's what I'm saying. He should have been doing that in blue and white. Because okay. want to know the worst part about the Nick Foligno trade, man? We knew he was hurt. Yeah. And we gave a first for him. Why? For a guy who's already injured that you're going to need in a time when you need guys to be a hundred percent. What are you thinking there? What? Who made like Kyle? Who gave Kyle acid that day? Is what I want to know. Yeah, and so, and the, so these are the things I'm talking about. Like he can get the blame for stuff like that. You know, the Felino acquisition maybe in hindsight was not the best. But at the time, and even we were saying at the time as Leafs fans, like in hindsight, yes. But I and you know, at, at the time we we sat and talked about this as the Leafs having a fantastic deadline. Well, and they needed they they got what they thought they needed, which was more grit and leadership. But do you know what doesn't work? Grit and leadership that doesn't produce. Yeah. That doesn't work. If you're gonna get grit and leadership, that grit and leadership better be able to also play the sport. Like Joe Thornton, I love Joe. He's a legend in the game. He was a detriment. I don't understand how he never made it, how he never sat one game. Like other than times when he was hurt, he never was a healthy. And that's amazing to me because he was clearly the worst player on the ice multiple times he, throughout he, this season and playoff. He really was, and especially in those in those latter few playoff games. There, like as a Habs fan, you'd see him on the ice, and it was not a sign of relief, but it was just like okay, like. They don't have their best guys on the edge right now. We can, we can take advantage of this. Well, what I was expecting out of Joe was for him to come in, uh, work on PP2 maybe, and yep. make some good passes. That's what I was expecting out of Joe. Make some good passes. I didn't see one this year, guy. Not one. Not one of those signature Jumbo Joe power play passes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like that he's been doing his whole fucking life. When he sits like just, just behind the goal line off to the side of the net. And, yep. and he's dishing. Yeah. That never happened. It just never came to fruition. And we're giving him league men. The guy's 43 years old, but we can't do that again. If that guy's going to take up a roster spot, it's going to fucking hurt us in the playoffs. Obviously, clearly. Yep. Like, if the grit and leadership isn't producing, then they can't be there. And I mean, like, I look at a guy like Corey Perry for the Habs. Producing. Producing. Jason Spezza. Producing. Jason Spezza. Love Jason Spezza. Spezza had a great series. Love Jason Spezza. And he had a great regular season too, man. 100%. Better than last year. He's a year older and he played better. Age is like a fine wine sometimes, Dave. Love it. Love to see it. And I've said this before. I've said this to you. I've said this to Trevor, who's listening to this. Man, you literally, this is what you, this is the new contract you give Spets. Spets, we can only give you this much. You sign how many years you want to be here. We're not going to pick the years. You pick the years. We can only give you league men. But you pick how many years you want to be here. And then here's the contract when you retire. You write in the position you want to work for for the organization. And you come work for us. That man has done more for less than anybody else on that team. 100%. League minimum. And he is like putting up numbers that you would not believe. I don't don't know exactly his numbers. But I love Jason Spezza. Might Might buy a 19 jersey. Like, do you know how weird it is to, like, say the same thing but about Corey fucking Perry? But before he signed for the Habs, I, not going to lie, didn't really like him. Nobody did. 
He's a dirty, grimy player. Not not dirty. He's, he's a grimy, like, muck and grind, fucking tough guy who could put the puck in the net. I, you know, had respect for him. But the things... There was a point in the season where he was on he was on pace for fucking 25 and 82. There was a point in the year. Like, that's the level he was producing at. Well, I'm looking at Jason Spezza's stats right now, man. He put up more points this year than he has in the past four years in a 54 game. And he played... So in, in Dallas, he went in 2017-18 through 18-19. Yeah. He did not get over 29 points. Or, sorry, that... Or I'm looking at the wrong column. Yeah, 27 points. And he put up 30 and 54 for the Leafs this year. 10 goals, 20 assists on a league man in yeah. 54 games. And I'm looking at Corey Perry, 9 goals, 12 assists for 21 points in 49 games. So similar like, in yeah. league men, league men, love it, love it. Also, the fact that Corey Perry was signed the night before camp started, he had no offers from around the league the night before camp started, and now he's just he's just ripping it apart. And see, I like before the season started, I would have thought that Jumbo Joe would have been a better signing than Corey Perry, but I was clearly wrong. 100%. And I just want to go uh, nine playoff games, two goals, three assists. He's, he's producing when it matters, man. It's nuts. I love it. Yeah. All right. So that's the Leafs postmortem. I did a lot of yelling there. Um, it's, I, I hope the new mic works. <laughs> there's one uh, one more Leafs thing I want to like talk about. If, and this is a hypothetical... If one of the big four has to go this summer, who is it? I'm not answering that because they don't. Yeah. All right. But not William fucking Nylander, I'll tell you that. Okay, so that's that's like kind of where I wanted to go with that. Is like before before this season, he would have been you know the the one guy out, right? He would have been the guy that I would have said is you know the most likely to leave. And after this season that he's had, like, I have him, you know, so Matthews is number one of those guys. And then it's Nylander, and then it's Tavares, and then it's Marner. Here's something that you got to realize. You want to talk about the season that William Nylander had. Mitch Marner finished fourth in points in the league. He got shut down for the playoff series. I get it. You're not giving away a guy who finished fourth in league points. You're just, and that's what people, some, some of the hypothetical trades that I've seen, I actually want to jump through the screen at these people. And that's the thing, like, I'm not talking about giving them away. I'm talking about if you're going to get fair, a fair value trade, a fair value hockey trade. I guarantee you Mitch Marner will be the best player in that trade. Yeah. I don't want to make it. You don't give away the, the, the team who gives away the best player always loses. Look back in history. Always, always loses. Yeah. I I can think of some pretty even trades by the Habs. Like Weber for Subban comes to mind. Who's the better player? Well, it depends who you ask. I think everybody today would say it's Shea Weber. Yeah, but at the time to- at the time of the trade, people were saying the Habs got ripped off. I wasn't. Neither ah uh, neither was I. I thought that was a pretty fair value trade at the time. I mean, it's been fucking, what, six, seven years now? Like, obviously, not, not seven. The, the hypothetical scenarios that I have seen, though, Gatano, are like 
trade Mitch Marner for Patrick Laine and Seth Jones. Yeah, no, that's... No. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought up Seth Jones, because I was, can we just touch on that quick? I want to do it a little later, but fuck it, we'll do it right now. Yeah, I don't want him. Yeah, neither do I. I know the Habs have been linked like heavily to him, and... Nah. Nah. Liability, man. Yeah, like he's just... He's, I know he's had those couple great years, but he's just not been great recently. Well, and... Not, not for the contract he's going to ask for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think we would prefer, to, like, as as Leafs fans, I think we would prefer to try and get back Morgan Riley on his next contract than try and land yeah. Seth Jones, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, just personally, I, I and Morgan Riley, had I, that's another shout-out to the Habs series. He had a great series. He, he did. He but really I mean, did. Like, there, there's not much more he could do, you know what I mean? Like, he, he did what he could, and... And actually, while we're here... One last shout-out, Jack fucking Campbell. Like, statistic, like, uh, maybe not timeliness, but statistically, he actually did outplay Carey Price. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think either of them played bad. I think they both had a very good No, season. they both played fantastic. Like, yeah. they did. They really yeah. did. I mean, Jack Campbell is actually still uh, leading the playoffs in uh, GAA. Uh, yeah, 1.81 is still the best in the playoffs. It wasn't goaltending, man. No, no, it really wasn't. And for him to come out and blame himself for that one that squeaked through, squeaked oh, through, like that, that like low key, that pissed me off when he said that. So that's one of those ones where like, you know what, like of everyone on that team, you played the, the best. best. Like you and William Nylander, like yeah. actually, like those are the two guys that if Sheldon Keith walked into that room and screamed at them and screamed at the team, it could have been like, hey, Willie, Jack, go stand outside the room for five minutes. I'm going to scream at everyone else because they deserve it. You guys don't. Well, uh, honestly, here's here's the short li- Here's the list of Toronto Maple Leafs that I am not pissed off at right now. <laughs> like, actually. Jack Campbell. John Tavares. William Nylander. Jake Muzzin. Jason Spezza. Morgan Riley, Jason Spezza. That's it. That's the list. That's the list. That's it. Okay. And Freddie Anderson, because he didn't have a chance to make me mad. But he's not a lead very for very much longer anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's not that you're not mad at him. It's that he didn't get the chance to make you mad. <laughs> Precisely. He didn't, yeah. because Jack Campbell was an absolute wall, man. No, he wasn't. I'm so happy our goalie next year cost us 1.65. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. Like, he... I don't want to call him the number one, because I, I, like, I don't think he's, he's a number one. He's number one. He's our no. number one. No, 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 no. Like, he's not, like, a number one goal. You know what I mean? But I feel like he, he's going to be... A, no, he's going to be a great part of, like, a 1A, 1B. You know what I mean? What the hell more do you want from this guy? I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust him. You know, like, the old school where a goalie would run fucking, like, 60 games a year? Like, yeah. I don't know if I would trust him for that. But no. I, if, you, if you go 1A, 1B, I think he's going to be phenomenal. Given I would, I, in an 82-game season, I would want him playing, like... At least 50 of the Leafs hockey games. Yeah. But, like, you know how, like, that fucking Carey Price played, like, fucking 72 games one year for the Habs? Like, that's good. Like, I wouldn't trust Jack Campbell to be able to do that and still produce at that level. I don't think I would trust any goaltender in the league to be able to do that anymore. No. No. And like, I think Carey Price got a little bit older since then. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, okay, but that's what I'm saying. But, like, that was, that was a thing that happened a lot 
like in like the last we'll call it like five ten years where you'd have a goalie play 60 70 games your number one guy played fucking everything yeah and now i the league is kind of moving away from that and it's going to benefit a lot more teams well yeah because you need your number one guy to be good for the down the stretch time yeah. right well so i, mean, I don't know i've heard a lot about the go ahead i was saying look at carrie price right now played what 30 35 games this season and he's nice and healthy and rested going into the playoffs, this is what you get. Yeah, yeah. Well, and actually some talking about the 1A, 1B scenario being a possibility in Toronto, yeah. uh, some of the speculation is uh, around the number three in Florida, Chris Drieger, Ooh. I believe his name is. Yeah. There's some speculation that that would be a good signing for Toronto to make, or Jonathan Bernier, but he's older. Drieger, there's a little bit more of a ceiling, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of him, he might be done in just the expansion draft. Drieger? Yeah. Dude, they, uh, I'm not sure exactly what their situation, I think he's a free agent. I mean, he can still get for the expansion draft. They can still leave him unprotected. No, because the expansion dra- draft happens after free agency begins, which means these guys don't belong to those teams anymore, no? Nope. Expansion draft happens before. Well, then I don't think, but then, because UFAs, like, they're not going to get taken in the expansion draft, because then Seattle's just wasting on a pick on somebody who can sign with whoever the hell they want. Yeah, like, I what, know. they have rights to them for two weeks? Like, Yeah, no, they, and they get that time to negotiate their deals. Yeah, but what if they, they're they UFAs and they don't want to sign? Well, obviously, then they're not going to fucking pick them. You're, like, they're not, like, uh, Seattle's not going to fucking, like, not talk to the guys that they're going to fucking pick, right? You know what I mean? Like, they're going to put out a feeler, like, hey, if we pick you, are you going to resign with us? Like, they'll put out a feeler. And if a guy says, you know what, no, I don't think I'd resign in Seattle, like, not going to waste a pick on him. You know what I mean? I feel you. I just, I, I don't see many situations, like, I, I just don't see that making sense. If you can pick guys under contract, why would you pick a guy who's not? I mean, if he's the best player available from that team, I would. And if you put out a feeler that, you know, he might fucking resign with you. And let's be honest, do you really think Seattle, if they're even going to take one goalie? Because I think you can only protect one goalie, am I right? Um, I don't know the exact rules. I think you can protect two, but then you have to leave an, uh, like another Ross skater. I th- no, I think you can protect one, but the situation in Florida is yeah. Spencer Knight is still under his rookie contract, which means he's protected anyway. Is guys on their rookie deals are protected anyway. Remember that from the Vegas because we didn't have to protect Matthews, Marner, Nylander. Yeah, yeah. Anyone on an ELC is, yeah. Yeah. So that's why they'll just protect Bobrovsky because Knight will be protected anyway. And then Drieger will be open to getting picked up. But why would they pick him up when they have the option of picking up either Robin Leonard or Marc-Andre Fleury off of Vegas? True. I think I think I still think you can protect two goalies. I think there's two things you can do, and I don't think it's a goalie thing. I think it's either eight forwards and seven forwards, and then a certain amount of defensemen. Here, let's look it up. We I, have the time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can protect two goalies because a lot of people were debating whether the Habs should protect Jake Allen too, to, uh, like in the draft, because he's been so good. Okay. One defenseman. Wait. I said that's wrong. (laughs) 
What the hell? Okay. The Kraken will select one player from each team, including excluding the Golden Knights, for a total of 30. Yep. Not including additional players who may be acquired as a result of violations of the expansion draft rules, Seattle must choose a minimum of 20 players under contract for the 2021-2022 regular season. Okay, uh, I, I got it here. So the teams have option one is seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goalie, or eight skaters and one goalie. So there you go. I, I thought it was two goalies, but I, I was wrong. No, it's one. And that's why, if you remember, Pittsburgh lost Marc-Andre Fleury because they could either protect uh, Matt Murray or him. Yeah. And now they ended up with Tristan Jari. I was saying, <laughs> they, they, they definitely chose wrong there. Yeah, and then they chose wrong again. Yeah. But, like, and I remember, like, I remember when Vegas, like, picked up Flurry. It was like, oh, he's washed up. He's done. He'll be done in a year or two anyways. Like, well, <laughs> he's played better since then. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I'm expecting is, or we got into that expansion draft talking about fucking Chris Drieger. Yeah, we did. Okay, <laughs> let's get back on track. Yeah. Um, so are, are, are we done with Habs Leafs? One more thing. All right. Although I'm mad at Zach Hyman, we have to find a way to re-sign Zach Hyman. He is an integral part of this team, and I think everybody knows that. I'm done now. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's move into round two, because the Canadians are up 2-0 on the Jets going back to Montreal tonight. Okay. I would like to start this off by <laughs> saying... There's only Mark one. Shifley got too many games. Mark Shifley got the perfect amount of games. This is, I think, the f- second decision that the Department of Player Safety has gotten right this year. The first one being Nazem Kadri. I'm okay with the Nazem Kadri suspension. I'm okay with this one. Everything else is wrong. Tom Wilson should have got more. Ryan Reeves should have got more. Tom Wilson should have got, got more the first fucking time. When he got seven, he should have got more for that. Yeah. I think the Department of Player Safety nailed this. And their explanation was spot on. All right. So here is the argument for this only being a one game, maybe a two game suspension. Okay. First, first prong of this three pronged argument is it is Mark Shifley. This guy has never back checked, let alone made a fucking body check or a dirty play in his life. Like, actually, that was his first back check ever. Yeah. Like. I know. I, I, I saw the tweets about his defensive numbers. I know. Like, that was his first back check of all time. And he just decided that he was going to kill Jake Evans, but all right. Um, More or less, that first thing, it's Mark Shifley. It's not Nazem Kadri. No, and it, like, like the, our immediate reaction was, if that was Nazem Kadri, it would be 10 games, minimum. That's, you know, I think an accepted fact around the league is that you know, whenever there's a suspension, if it's Kadri who did it, it's a fucking extra five games. Yeah. Um, number two, there was no, well, th- there was contact to the head, but it wasn't the principal point of contact. No. And I, in my opinion, Shifley did nothing to elevate himself into that hit and did, like, I, I just didn't see an intent to injure. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you the, the description right from NHL Department of Player Safety. This is okay. fucking exactly what they said. In short, this is a player who has traveled a considerable distance, 
is moving with exceptional speed and is fully aware of his momentum, who chooses to charge into a vulnerable, vulnerable opponent with a high predatory hit that causes an injury. I, think I disagree that it was a high predatory hit. And I also think is that Jake hit. Evans should have not been in a vulnerable position. I think Jake Evans should have protected himself much better for that Dave. play. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing, Abe. I don't give a fuck how much you brace yourself for that and you have your head up and you're aware of it. If a guy skates 200 feet and fucking smokes you like that, it's a bad hit. I know, I, and that's why he should have gotten the game. Stand, I don't care if you stand there and watch him skate the whole fucking 200 feet at you. You could fucking stare him down while he does it. When he makes contact, it's going to be a fucking shit hit. Like, it, just, it doesn't matter. I know, and that's why it should have been one, into, one, one or two games. He... He does. He follows through. Like he, like he doesn't fucking pull out of that. Like nobody's arguing with you that it's a charge, Gatano. Nobody's no. arguing with you that he skated 200 feet and leveled Jake Evans. Like we know that happened. We were there. We, we weren't there. We saw it. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if you get like. And the the other thing the Department of Player Safety said is that they thought that he should have made a play with a stick on the puck. Yeah, like, and I, he uh, he did try to make that argument that he. Uh, wanted to, you know, make his play on the puck. He makes zero attempt to make a play on the puck. No, no, but I do have this, like, honestly, I could see, and remember, this all happens within, like, oh, one second, right? I know. And in my opinion, and I, if, like, I've played hockey, and yeah. depending on the situation, man, if I'm Mark Shifley, I could definitely see him going, okay, this is, like, I don't have a play with my stick. The only option I have here is to level him, and hopefully the puck comes free and we turn up ice. That's, like, because if I try to make a play with my stick, the one and what I'm going to do, I'm going to knock the puck into my own net. That's what I think he was thinking. And I'm his not- only option there was to lay the body. And at that time, he was already coming in at 40 miles a fucking hour, and he didn't have a chance to stop up. But... He said, I have to play a hit here. If I don't, it's definitely going in, and then we lose, for sure. But if I make the hit, there's potential. I grab the puck, turn it up ice, and we score a goal. And again, straight from the Department of Player Safety, because he tried to make that argument, and they didn't buy it. As Evans comes around the net with the puck, Shifley does not attempt to make a play on the puck with his stick. Instead, he takes one hand off his stick, turns his shoulder, and loads up for contact. And that's why, that right then is when I think he made that decision, that the only play I can make is a body check. But then he when has he to... Takes that hand off his stick, that's when he goes, I can only hit him. Then he has to realize in that moment that he's coming with fucking 180 feet of speed, and he can't make that hit. That's a dangerous hit to make. Because, look... He's one got, second, you might not have the chance to think about that. He's got 575 games of NHL experience, Abe. He has to know how fast he's going and how dangerous that play is. Like I said, even if Evans is standing there, squares up with him, stares him down the whole time, that's still going to be a fucking dangerous hit, no matter I what. Think if my, I think if Jake Evans gets up, you're not even mad, honestly. I, I, if Jake Evans gets up, that's still five for charging. Because part of the rule of charging is the distance traveled is considered into it. And if you fucking start on Carey Price's goal line and fucking make a hit on your goal line, that's charging and that's five for charging every time. Every time. I get it. It's a charge. Again, nobody's arguing that. I know. But four games was too much, especially in the playoffs. That's too much for that hit. No, I think think that is the perfect amount for that hit. Because you know what? 
if next time a guy's fucking, you know, back checking on an empty net and a guy's coming around the net, there's going to be a second thought of, fuck, is this worth four or five games? If I fucking end this kid's career, is, is it worth four or five games? It might not be. And I, I still believe that he could make he could have made a play on the puck there if he wanted to. I don't think he thought that he could. I think he thought that was his only play because I could see myself do, making that decision. That I, my only play here is to drill him, take him out, puck up ice. And you, here's the other thing too, man. Like this is in what like what is the number one thing that you were taught as a kid? Keep your fucking head up. But like I said, it, it doesn't matter if he has his head up or not. He could have fucking stood there. He's got to know. He's got to know where everybody is. That's but part of the it, job. It doesn't matter when a guy fucking takes a 200-foot charge at you. You could sit there and stare him down the whole fucking time. That's going to be a fucking terrible hit. Every time. No, no, because you can brace yourself for it. Jake Evans had no, was not braced whatsoever. Because he's wrapping the puck around the net. Like, you still got to know where you are. Remember, they, you, you know what they say. Playoffs, you got to go to the dirty areas, right? Yeah. That's a dirty area. You got to keep your head up. And that's a dirty hit. Look, I, the like, hit was fine. The charge was bad. The hit was fine. You know, and I've changed my stance on that. The hit was not fine. Yes, like, it was. Because the hit you, was fine. He's going in with excessive force and, uh, yeah, intent to injure. Take away the charge. The contact is perfectly legal. I, I no, if, like, but that's things you can't take away the charge. He's coming with fucking 200 feet of speed, 200 feet of momentum. Four games is way too much for a simple charge. It's not a simple charge though. That's a fucking 200 foot charge. If that was he fucking stepped in one with a charge from the blue line, yeah, four games would be a little much. But Again, he, our good friend Trevor Edgar brought up the hit that Tory Krug made on Robert Thomas in the Stanley Cup Finals when Boston was playing St. Louis in 2019, I believe. Yeah. Same hit. It's not, though. He skates 200 feet and absolutely drills him. Robert Thomas has a chance to defend himself on that hit. Because he's got his fucking head up. Yeah, because he's got his fucking head up. Abe, okay, so if you, let's fucking, let's fucking rent some fucking ice. You stand at fucking one blue line, or one goal line. I'll stand at the other. I'll skate as fast as I fucking can at you. I'll stop skating at the hash marks and fucking blow you up, and we'll see if that's a clean hit. Well, no, because if your head was up, then you'd veer off into the corner so you don't die. And I mean, yeah, this is another point uh, I brought up with uh, with our boss actually, is we don't know what Jake Evans was thinking. Jake Evans might have seen him coming and said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna bury this and end the game. I'm just gonna take this one for the team." We don't know. So we cut to a dirty area and took a shot. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So you can't blame him and be like, oh, like, he wasn't protected. He what, didn't know what was going on. He fucking, he might have known damn well what was going on and decided to take one for the team. So then what are you arguing about? I don't, I don't care. It's still a fucking dirty hit. I don't care if Jake Evans knows what's going on and wants to take that for the team. That's still a dirty hit. And look, look, me and you played hockey with the fucking dirtiest, scummiest fucking shit players. And if one of those guys did that, it would still be fucking dirty. So I don't care if this fucking Mark Shifley's a good guy argument. Like, it, that, that's irrelevant. Because I could fucking... I no, could but make... what isn't irrelevant is that he hasn't been suspended. That's that's relevant, sorry. Is that he hasn't been suspended before. So this, this isn't... Is like, he's I not think... a serial bad hitter. No, no. And look, if this was Tom Wilson or fucking Nazem Kadri throwing that hit, I would expect more than fucking four games. 
that's eight regular season games. Like, I, the rule is you multiply playoff games by two. That's too much for me. To, for I a think, charge, I, that's too I much. Think, I think the Department of Player Safety nailed this, 100%. I think they fucking nailed it. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree because I, I, I will, I just, for three reasons. It's Mark Shifley. He didn't, principal point of contact wasn't the hit. It wasn't a dangerous hit other than the charge. So he should get the game for charging. Yes, absolutely. But, and, and third, Jake Evans, like you said, like, even if he wanted to take one for the team there, he's got to understand a hit's coming. Like, they're, like, one goal game, playoffs. But, but does that, that doesn't you gotta know there's five, six Winnipeg Jets. Six Winnipeg Jets. So, so, so let me raise this then. If Jake Evans, instead of wrapping around, goes to, you know, bury that puck on the wall, and if Mark Shifley smokes him from behind, is it still Jake Evans' fault that Mark Shifley decides to just keep going and fucking smoke him from behind on the numbers? I don't think Mark Shifley would smoke him from behind. He'd probably pin him against the boards and make a play on the puck. But Jake Evans tried to cut to the front of the net, so he got drilled. That's how it works. That's how hockey works. That's how it's always worked. You don't cut to the middle of the head. You don't cut to the middle of the ice without your head up. And you can't fucking charge 200 feet and smoke a guy. That's why you should have got a game. I think the four is fine. All right. Well, we just sound like a broken record now. Yeah. So yeah. let's move on to something else. Uh, well, let's let's move on from the Shifley hit to the Habs two games against Winnipeg. Yeah. Because the Habs are playing the best hockey we've I've ever seen them play. Like I'm not gonna lie, you're you're gonna have to carry this segment because I'm way too hurt still to watch yeah. that sequence. Yeah, no. Um, so it was interesting. In the the seven games against the Leafs, the Habs defense uh, contributed a single assist. Uh, and in game one against the Jets, our fucking defenseman put up six points. Like they just, I don't know what the fuck. It was in their Wheaties that day, and even in game two, uh, well, it was only a one nothing game, but the defense was fucking phenomenal. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on there, but our D is fucking playing fantastic. Even without Romanov in the lineup, uh, Gustafsson and Kulak have been very good. Gustafsson's been uh, actually really good on the power play. We joked about him being a power play specialist, in quotations, but he uh, low-key has become one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Carey Price is being Carey Price, man. Eighth career playoff shutout last night, or not last night, the night before. He's just, that's what you pay him 10 million a year for, is this. And I think the Jets have an uphill battle going back to Montreal tonight. Like, I, I don't want to say the Habs are going to sweep, but, like, if, you know, someone fucking t- traveled from Tuesday and said, hey, the Habs swept the Jets, like, it wouldn't surprise me the way they're playing. Well, I know Stasny's getting inserted back into the lineup, and I know that he had he played a big part in putting the Edmonton... Oilers out of their misery. Yes. So that that's going to be a little juice for them. They're still missing Shifley for what? Three more games? Three more games, yep. So I think if they can win these next two, they're going into Montreal, right? Yeah, they got two in Montreal. Uh, 2,500. Yeah, no, I, I, I could see Montreal blowing this. I really can. I can. I can really see Montreal blowing this. I can see... I can see... Winnipeg. I can see Connor Hellebuck playing like a Vesna, and and I can also see Carey Price potentially leaking. I I I just can see it, and uh, I, I, I I I'm not gonna lie, man. I I know Montreal did play their best hockey in those three 
there's absolutely no way, no way, that the Habs should have won that series. They're just simply not as good of a hockey team. I mean, I think we clearly are. I think we were the better team in four of those seven games, and we won four yeah, of those. Yeah, no, you were the better team in those games. Like, don't get me wrong. because But that it has a lot more to do with the Leafs not showing up than you actually being a better team. I still think we are a better team. And yeah, I know you do, and, because and that's, every and that's fan thinks that their team is a better team than everybody else. But, like, if you actually want to look at it from an outside perspective, the Leafs clearly, and there's a reason we finished first, there's, like, those those are, and you wanted to, you said, we won, we're better. Well, was Chelsea better than Manchester City? No. I mean, they just is, beat that is a totally different argument, Abe. That is an entirely... Oh, it's the same fucking thing. It, it really is. It really Ow. is an entirely different argument. Wow. That was a one, that was a singular 90-minute game. And this is a singular seven-game series. That the Leafs <laughs> obviously have a problem closing out. It is seven, it is, that is seven games. It's if, one series. If we, you know, if we replayed that Champions League final step like six more times, I'm, I'm a hundred percent confident City would win at least four or five of those. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And when we were up three one, the Leafs fans, Leafs fans were pretty confident that we were going to win at least one of the next three games. But that didn't fucking happen either, Gatano. Yeah. Doesn't mean we're not, we're, we're not better than you because everybody that fucking has half a brain knows we're a better hockey team than you. I really don't think you are, though. I think you're front-loaded. I like the Habs fucking defense a hell of a lot more, and I like the Habs goaltending a lot more. So I, I think you you have better offense than us, and that's it. And even then, uh, we've got a more balanced offense than you guys. And like, again, you're a Habs fan. I expect you to say this, but it's just simply not the case. Our top six is 100% better than the Leafs' top six. 100%. How could you possibly say that when... Two of those guys didn't fucking play in the series for a couple games. They just, you guys just ran four. How could you possibly say that your top six is better than our top six when two of them, two of them didn't even touch the ice after the first period? Are you on glue? Okay, then fine. Do you want to go top four? Because I still think the Habs top four is better than the Leafs top four. All right. Well, whatever, man. Let's let's move on because I just. Like, like, try and tell me Jeff Petrie, Joel Edmondson isn't one of the best fucking defense pairings in the league. Both. I'm of them not are- arguing that, but I still take Muzzin, right? Like, the only one in our top four that isn't as strong as anybody in your top four is Justin Hole. Jake Muzzin's better than anybody on your lineup. Morgan Riley's better than anybody in your lineup. No. And so is TJ fucking Brody. No. Yes. Yes. I would 110% take Jeff Petrie over any of those three guys. No, want to know who covers want to know who covers Jeff Petrie's ass a lot is Carey Price. And that's what you pay a 10 million dollar goalie for. Yeah, but we're talking about Jeff Petrie. He still had a phenomenal year. So did TJ Brody, Morgan Riley, and Jake Muzzin. What's your point? I, my point is that he Jeff Petrie is better than them, regardless. No, he's not, but all right, let's move on because we got a beach to go to. So let's move on to uh, the other series. Yeah. So where do you, where do you want to start? Uh, I would like to start with the uh, Vegas, Colorado series. So Colorado finally, s- lost a, finally lost a fucking game. Did you see Jared Bednar after they played like shit for five? Did you see what he said? No. 
oh my god he called out his top players like I've never seen a coach do that before. Like, like straight up, like in his Zoom, he's just like, "Go look at the stats. Go look at the stats. Look at their top players and look at my top players." There's a difference there. Like, just yeah, and like, like he's like, "Want to know who the hardest working Avalanche? Like, the past five periods we've got no played. One of the hardest working Colorado Avalanche player is Philip Grubauer. That's it. That's the end of the list. Like, he was just mad. Like, just so pissed." <laughs> That's that's a nut series. Ah, like honestly, make it best of ten. Kick the Habs out and give them a bye to the finals. Ah, you Habs beat them in seven. <laughs> the Habs don't deserve to be there, man. Like they're gonna be the worst team to make the third round in so long. It's gonna be so funny when they just get killed seven nothing every night in the third round. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen to the Leafs too. But it's going to be fucking hilarious. No, Habs win in seven. Habs <laughs> beat the, the fucking Avalanche in seven, 100%. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. All right. Um. Anyway, so I don't really know who's going to win. Like, honestly, I think Colorado's going to win, but, like, Vegas is fucked. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, this could... It literally went from the first two games as, oh my god, Colorado's going to go undefeated to the Cup. Yeah, like Colorado, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and then like after game three, it's like, oh fuck, this is a series now. This could go seven. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, it's going to be a fucking shit show. Well, I think according to uh, the coach over in Colorado, I think their top players need to step up here if they want to make this anything. Yeah. And I mean, I watched um, most of Game Three, and yeah, like he was—he's right. They—they they didn't show up. Yeah, and if your top player, hey, trust me, take it, take it from a Leafs fan. If your top players don't show up, you ain't gonna do anything. Okay. All right, let's move on to Tampa, Carolina. Fucking holy hell! What a second period yesterday. That was insane. I cannot believe I missed it. We watched Game Four, or I didn't watch it actually. I was at work. I was listening to it, and uh, man, like. All you hear is scores in like every five minutes, and you're just waiting to hear if the horn goes to see if it was a Tampa goal or not. And there were eight of them. It was amazing. It was yeah. actually the third most goals ever scored in a playoff period ever. The uh, there were nine scored twice, once in the nineties and once in the seventies. Wow. So just goes to show you because there's a lot less goals now. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, and also like the quality of goalie being scored on like Vasilevsky is one of the best goalies in the in league. In Yeah. And, like, both of them giving up four in a period. That's fucking... Well, and do you know what? You want to talk about your top guys showing up. That's a series where top guys are showing up, specifically on the Tampa Bay side, man. Kucherov had two yesterday. Point had a goal. Um, Stamkos had two. Stamkos had two. I think... Who scored the other one? Because it was 6-4. Oh, it was Tyler Johnson. Yeah, yeah, it was. Tyler Johnson, yeah. And then on the other side, Aho scored... Teravainen scored, Slavin scored, like, you know. Yeah, the, the big so boys are Big guys showing up, I mean, and look what's happening. We got great hockey. Do, do we want to get into the fucking LTIR and cap debate with the Tampa Bay Lightning, though? Because their team is literally illegal. Yeah, like $18 million illegal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how that's allowed in the playoffs. I, I don't get that. Well, I saw somebody the other day who tweeted, like, Tampa Bay's power play should be illegal, and somebody's like, it is. Like, it actually is. 
And like, and yeah, I'm not gonna fucking shit on the Tampa Bay Lightning for exploiting a loophole. Fucking have at it. The league it's not even a loophole. Like that's not a loophole. No salary cap in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a rule. No, but in oh, how they use LTIR with Kucherov. And I, I know he had surgery and like was actually. You can't tell me Kuch wasn't ready to go fucking two months ago. And that's kind of my point. Is he was definitely definitely could have played in the regular season, and they just chose not to play him. He chose not to play, so they could do this and. It's it's a little ridiculous, yeah. but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give the lightning shit for that because you know what? if the league wants to leave loopholes like that, fuck it, fuck it, why not? If the Habs did it, I wouldn't fucking argue. I mean, the, the Habs, Habs, Leafs did it, I wouldn't have argued either. I mean, to, the Habs, add, to add a fucking top four D man or a, a secondary scoring piece like we were so fucking very badly missing. Yeah, I mean, like the Habs literally did it with Gallagher this year. There you go. So we freed up fucking six million cap space. Like. Well, same with Freddie Anderson. We did it, but not to eighteen million dollars. No, no. And like, <laughs> like, like, oh my god, their power play is so broken, man. And like that's it. Like, if the Habs at least did it, they'd be like, what, four or five million over? Like, you know. Yeah, we were five. We were Freddie's five point five, I think. Yeah, and we were Gallagher's six point something. Yeah. Well, it's like, nah, like, that's like... No, one. like, they're running a Kucherov point, Stamkos, Hedman, and, like, Kalorn power play. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's not fair. It really isn't. <laughs> like, it's literally illegal. <laughs> and they're just absolutely... They are absolutely murderous, too. Like, they are firing on all sin. Like, oh, clicking. I've never seen a power... Like, I wasn't even, like... They're just clicking. Like, and that was the problem with the Leafs all year is, like, we had the star power. We had five guys that should be able to light the lamp constantly, right? And we were at the beginning of the year. We were we had, like, a 32% power play until March. But then we stopped clicking. Yeah. Tampa is clicking, like, so many buttons right now. It's crazy. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what you even do about that. Like, the NHL's got to fix that problem. Yeah, they know. They, they really need to fucking implement... And, like, even if they boost the salary cap by, call it, five mil for the playoffs, you know what I mean? To, like, you know... You give this much LTIR for the playoffs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, just give them a little bit of a buffer, you know? Well, something that I would like to see, actually, and this would benefit both of our teams, would be the luxury tax that's instituted in the MLB and the NBA. So I've heard of it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not familiar with it at all. Okay, so basically it means teams... Like, if the salary cap is 80 mil, yeah, they can go up to call it 150 mil in contracts, but they have to pay a tax on every dollar after the 80 mil to make up for league revenue based on that unbalancing the league. I I'm gonna have to think about that because like immediately I'm like that would be great for the Habs. Yeah, because we have so much money, right? Yeah, but at the same time I'm thinking like. The, the fun of the salary cap is that it keeps it relatively even. Relatively. Yeah, but there's so there's so much downside that comes with the salary cap. There is, but... Like, the salary cap can honestly... like And of course, like general managers get paid lots of money to ensure this doesn't happen, but it still does, and we've seen it. Like, look at the Luongo contract. Like, just stupid shit, right? Rick and Pedro, Ilya Kovalchuk is still... Would, would still be under contract with the New Jersey Devils, getting paid, like... Seven mil a year right now. Exactly, and like, just why would you even like? Why would you even do that to yourself? 
as a team. Like, why? I don't know. But anyway, that would alleviate the pressure of some of that as well. And, like, that would allow great franchises to continue to be great. And, like, the league makes a lot more money when the Habs and Leafs are in the playoffs than they do if the Coyotes and fucking Florida Panthers are. You know what I mean? No, I, I understand that. And like I said, I feel like I would need a lot more time to think on this. Because I can think of a lot of good things. I can think of a lot of bad things. And to really, to really like weigh them out and really compare, I would, I would need a little more time. My initial thought, though, is I don't think it would be as good. Because I think you'd end up seeing, um, like in the Premier League, there's no salary cap in like any of like the European soccer leagues. And there is a very, very distinct, you know, you have your top six teams are the teams with the fucking money who can pay what they want for anyone. And then you have the kind of the middle table, like the upper middle table teams who have a good amount of money and can pay a couple guys, you know, a lot. And then once you get into the bottom half, it's it's guys who are not getting paid nearly enough. Like they are, you know, all on very, very low contracts and basically praying that they get to keep playing in the league. And I feel like you would see that power shift. Because that's the thing, is the NHL, the power shift, like, it shifts over time, you know what I mean? Like, in the Premier League, it doesn't. Like, the top six have been the top six for the last, like, ten years. And, like, you the, you know, Leicester's come up and, you know, made their way in and Arsenal's kind of dropped out. But I feel like in the NHL, you would see it where, like, the Habs, Leafs, Rangers, Bruins, you know those type of teams, the Tampa Bay Penguins. What? Penguins. Penguins, yeah. Like, if you gave them and said you can spend as much money as you want, we're just going to tax you on over 80. It's not It's not as much money as you want, but it's like but it, you, but get it, an extra, you get an extra $50 million. But, like, it kind of is. It's, you know, like, yeah, giving them that that freedom to be like, you know what, like, you can spend $50 million more than the fucking Arizona Coyotes, like... Well, they can spend it too. They just can't because they don't have the money. Well, and that, but and that's kind of my point. Is then you're 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 almost saying like the teams with the more, most money can do what they want. Because you know if a free, if a free agent you know gets an offer, let's say you're a free agent, and you get you know a, a good offer from a team like Florida, you know three or four million, but the Penguins go, oh, Florida's interested in you. We're gonna offer you six. Like just because they can. That's how, I don't know though, man, because like, I think that it's important to the league that like, it's, it's top franchises remain relevant and like, I think they are. I I don't think at any point the top franchises haven't been relevant other than maybe Detroit in the last couple of years. But I think all, all of the original six teams are still very relevant. Um, your other big teams in Canada. Le- let me put it to you this way. The Leafs aren't to the NHL what the Lakers are to the NBA. Do you know what I mean? 100%, 100%. Or the Habs aren't to, like, the Celtics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of, like, and that's something that I think more people want to see is, like, the Leafs and Habs being, like, the best teams in the league contending with each other every year, you know? I know, I, I 100% get that. But I also don't think the way to do it is handicapping other teams. Yeah, no, I, it's fair, and there's got to be a way, and I'm not exactly sure the like the logistics of that. I just know that's the generality of the luxury tax. Yeah. Like, I don't know the exact logistics of how it works. Yeah. But I would like to. I would like to see 
something change in that respect, especially given this flat salary cap that we have now. Yeah, and like the one thing I do like about this is let's just say the Habs, you know, make it to the third round, make it to a cup final. I think there's something special in saying that, you know, we did that on, a, on an even playing field. You know, everyone was given, you know, the same amount of money they can spend. There's a fucking, there's a floor, there's a ceiling. Everyone's playing within there. Where you play in that is up to you. But, you know, everyone's playing in that ballpark. And the fact that, you know, if the Habs go to a cup final, saying like, hey, we were legitimately one of the best two teams in the league this year on a level playing field. I think there's a lot more pride to take in that than saying, oh, we spent $60 million more than everyone else. And, you know. And look, hey, I'm, I'm a Manchester City fan. You know, I, that club literally has a chic funding it. Like, I'm not going to sit there and take the high road of, you know, not spending money. But I think in this situation, changing it up so that teams can do that, I, I, don't, I don't like that. Well, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. Or, I'm sure. This could literally be, we could fucking do a two-hour podcast on this if we really want. Hey, maybe this will be a summer episode. And it, honestly, like, I might put it on the list. If we do, if we do our research, right? Like, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I do get what you're saying, you know, the league should want the top teams to be the top teams. Yes. And of course, we want to grow the league and grow the game, especially hockey, where it needs to be grown in areas like the desert and, and like Florida. But it's, uh, it's pretty good in Florida now. But yeah, Florida, you Florida, know what I mean. Yeah, and and I think keeping things on a level playing field is more beneficial than it would be to give other teams an advantage. Yeah, well, again, we'll probably discuss this on a on a full podcast, and we'll do our research, and we'll get in, and we'll get the specifics of what that luxury tax might look like, how it would work, and those types of things, and then, yeah, we'll talk about it more. Is there anything else you want to get off your chest today? Um, so we just kind of forgot about the Bruins and Islanders, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and the Islanders are my new horse in this race. Oh, don't get me started with that bullshit, Abe. I fucking... That is the one thing I cannot stand in sports, is my team is out, so I'm going to cheer for someone else. Fuck that. That actually pisses me off so much. I'm a Leafs fan, but I'm also a hockey fan, man. I like, I, I just don't like like the immediate <laughs> fuck that, like, my team's out. Fuck it. Veg- like, how many fucking Leafs fans did I see go, oh, Vegas is my team now? It's like, fuck you, you're a Leafs fan. Fucking suffer in pain. Like, that's how it goes. Like, so I can't I- want another team to win the cup once my team's out? I think you can want another team. But you, you see people turn into, like, like they'll, like, like, actively, like, cheer for Vegas. You know what I mean? I'm like, nah. Like, you're a Leafs fan. Pipe the fuck down. No. Like, I'm not actively cheering for anybody. I just... Would out of all the teams left, I want the Islanders to win the cup. No, that's fine. But like, you you know the type of people I'm talking about when their team goes out and they're just immediately fucking like. Yeah, they buy a jersey. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Like none of that. Like, no. And once next season starts, I go back to hating all Islanders fans for how they treat John Tavares. Like, like put it this way: if the Habs go out in the in the second round here. Like, I don't care about the playoffs until the cup final, and then I'll pick which team I hate the least. <coughs> okay. So, let's get into the series. Not this no Coliseum's an electric factory. That's all I know. Like, And I don't get it, because they're, they're so dog shit in the regular season. And then they just come out and just gross. Like, I don't get it. Like, if they fucking had that energy all year, like, that'd be a great place to play. But, like, I know for a fact, when the Habs go down there, it's a fucking home game for the Habs. And the Leafs, it's probably the exact same. Like, you, we go down there, we get the Olay chance going, like, it's a fucking sea of red and white. Yeah, 
Yeah, like, no, but everywhere. come playoff time, man, that place is a factory of and just buzz. And I think there are 12,500 fans in there, some somewhere in that ballpark. Some, I yeah. 12 and a half, 13. I think it's like 75% capacity. Yeah. But like that, that is a series. Like that is. Yeah. 2-2 two, two now. 2-2. Two, two, like when you think of these like quintessential playoff hockey, that, that series is it. Oh man. Taylor Hall mixing it up with fucking Mayfield. Yeah. What, what's his name? Scott Mayfield? Scott Mayfield. That, why is Taylor Hall fighting him? I mean, you know what? I fucking love that for the guy. Oh, that was pure that fired me up so much man like i was sitting in my room i just got out of the shower i was like oh my god it's taylor hall he's gonna fight like that's one of those things like it's okay we played house league we weren't allowed to fight but you know when there was like like an almost fight you know what i mean yeah and like whenever it was one of like your better players who's not a tough guy doing it it, the bench just fucking go let's go like it just it doesn't matter if it's fucking 7 a.m at the fucking mcmeekin like it doesn't matter when one of your star players fucking gets heated like that the bench it fucking lights up the bench and like that series the whole series is lit i love oh, it yeah like now after every whistle doesn't matter if guys are going for changes there's there's an extra jab at the goalie doesn't matter oh. guys are getting decked are, are we talking about extra jabs quick yeah because holy fuck david Krejci got away with murder oh my god he like, absolutely that's... chopped fucking i think one of matt barzell's testicles right off like straight up that he was fucking like that was brutal that was pretty bad and it got called it got called five and a game on the ice for the, the spear and then it got downgraded to two for slashing i do understand why and it was because it was a different motion spearing is this he went like this yeah but i mean i would still call it five for slashing you can't fucking i don't think there is a five for slashing there's gotta be i think i don't think so I know there's a five for interference. I know there's obviously the five for charging, boarding, shit like that. I don't see why there wouldn't be a five for slashing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here, hold up. I am... No, this is USA Hockey. Like, I, I feel like there's there's almost a five-minute equivalent for every penalty. Other than, like, delay of game. Like, th- that I can think of, like, there there should be. I can think of a way of getting five minutes for slashing a guy. You know what I mean? Okay, so actually, here you go. And to me, this constitutes a five yesterday. Major penalty. This is rule 61 slashing. Major penalty. A major penalty at the discretion of the referee based on the severity of the contact shall be imposed on a player or goalkeeper who slashes the opponent. Wait. The end of the rule states... When injury occurs, a major penalty must be assessed under this rule. So, yeah, so I don't, I don't understand how that is not. That it doesn't leave it to the discretion of the ref anymore. Barzell was injured by a slash. That's a five. That, and that, that's kind of what I mean. Is like, how is it? Like, how is, how is it not? <laughs> and like the other thing is like, this might be why, because. Whenever a major penalty is assessed for slashing, that player must also be ejected. So maybe the ref is going, I'm not kicking Krejci out of the game for that. And that's fair. That's fair. Because, I, again, I don't think that's a toss-a-guy-out-of-a-game play. I think it's a five. I, like, you know but what if I mean? the five results in him having to be tossed, then you can't give him the five. No, no. And, that, and that's kind of like where I'm at that weird point where I'm like, it definitely should be more than two. 
It's definitely more than two, but it's not worth tossing them. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you give them a double minor? <laughs> like, can we, go, can we go double minor for slashing? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think so. No. But, like, but like, you know what I mean, though, right? Like, there needs to be that middle ground between two and tossing a guy. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. that, that is a, that's a $5,000 fine every time. And I assume, Craig, you'll get it. Yeah, you can't hit guys in the nuts. Like, that's a pretty pretty fair rule. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's the thing. I, I, I can't look at something and be like, it's worth a $5,000 fine, but you only get two minutes for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I mean, that's just the rules and how they work, and it's a little stupid, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Anything else? Yeah, so I just want to go to the OHL quickly and talk about oh. uh, Taya Curry. The 16-year-old uh, goalkeeper drafted, I don't know by who, I'm going to have to pull it up. Sarnia. Sarnia, there you go. Um, first female drafted into the OHL. And uh, first of all, good for her. I hope uh, she plays. Yeah, I really, I really, that's kind of what I want to ask. Like, do you think the OHL will let her play? Well, I know that they allowed her to be drafted. Like, they had to like it was like sarnia didn't just i'm gonna randomly pick a girl and not tell anybody yeah like they had to clear that with the o so i'm going to assume she got clearance to play especially because i don't think it was like their last pick no it was like it was like a mid yeah like, like a kind of a not like a not a last round pick but like a later round pick like there were definitely yeah. picks after her. it wasn't but moral of the story i don't think it was like a ceremonious like token pick yeah like, like it, i think they picked her to play yeah like it, it didn't the way it was talked about, it didn't feel like a PR move. You know what I mean? And it sounded like she was really fucking good, too. Yes, she played AAA hockey, like... For the past, like, whatever, like... Yeah, like... What did you say, three years? Something like that. She's been playing since Adam. So what are you in Adam? Uh, oh, Adam? She's been playing for, like, six or seven. I'll say, Adam, you're grade four and five, I think? Yeah, so she's been playing since she was, like, ten or ten or eleven. So, uh, yeah, props to her for that. Props to the Sarnia Sting for, for picking her. Props to the CHL for allowing her to be drafted. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Yeah, I really hope she gets in some games. I That would be awesome. Like, I really hope it's not like a man and Rayom situation where she plays, like, one preseason game and, like, that's it. Like, I, I want to see her, like, legitimately. Win games for them. Like, I yeah. really do. Yeah. Because I like, sure. that's just fucking badass. Like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like I heard she was doing her thing on uh, Sportsnet too, and she's like, "Yeah, I also barrel race and I play rugby and lacrosse." And okay, so yeah, yeah so she's just fucking just an animal. Yeah, she's just <laughs> an athletic goddess. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. So I'm I am pumped for that. I really hope uh, I hope we get to fucking watch some games this season. Yeah, the GFL. Yeah, like as, as much as I don't particularly like the Greyhounds, like. I fucking miss them. I, I, I miss just want to go drink some $20 beers, man. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I just want to go and fucking harass some fucking 16-year-old kid in the penalty box and, like, just be rowdy as shit. Yeah, and get... I, you don't drink, but I... Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dabble. I... Yeah. And, like, yeah, I just... Like, again, like, I'm not the biggest Hounds fan in the world, but, like, now that it's been, like, over a year since they've played, I I cannot wait. 
But yeah, that, no. that first game against the Sudbury Wolves is going to be fucking electric. Like, I cannot wait for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's going to be a madhouse, and I, yeah, I will be there. <laughs> yeah. With a $20, two $20 beers. Double fisting. Every period. Every period. <laughs> All right. I think I'm good. Are you good? Uh, yeah, the Habs got two big games coming up in the next two days. Um, yeah. By the yeah, time- uh, the Mitch Marner's got a round tomorrow, and Austin's is the day after. He, uh, I heard it's a 11.30 tea time for Mitch tomorrow, and a 12.50 for Austin on Tuesday, so. I mean, d- different things to look forward to. <laughs> Anyways, Abe, um, just... Before we go, that was a hell of a series. I'm very glad it went seven. Um, I hope you don't hate me. <laughs> we, we said it would be friendship ruining, and it, it kind of was for a couple days there. Yeah, I didn't feel like talking to you for a little bit. Yeah, and I knew you didn't, and yeah. And sorry, everybody, also, I didn't, uh, I was not emotionally ready to do anything to do with hockey, so I could not make clips. Emotionally. I was yeah. not ready to do so. Yeah, and uh, I think as your partner, I know that that was fine with me. I knew you weren't in a great spot, and yeah, we'll we'll get clips out this week. We'll get a couple extra ones, maybe. Um, yeah. So yes, Abe, you, you know I love you. Thank you for being a Leafs fan. Thanks for doing this with me. Because you know, you don't have to anymore. Your Leafs are out. But thank you for doing it. Hey, we're doing this till the end of the playoffs, and like you said, we got some summer work to do. So. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go give us a follow on the social media at Bitter Rivals Pod on Twitter, at Bitter Rivals Podcast on Instagram. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later.